0: welcome to a special bonus episode of what I'm going to call the nursing notes. I don't know, maybe, maybe not. We'll ride with it for now. Of uh, People are wild. So this is going to be just additional episodes that don't quite fit in with maybe what I put out on Monday, um, but think of them as like supplemental sodes, if you will, that just are whatever I want them to be. <laughs> um, these are going to be, for the most part, all unscripted, because surprise, surprise, I script everything for the Monday episodes. Um, I do work somewhat hard on those episodes, so um, for these ones, I just want to be a little bit more personable and and kind of more, I guess, Raw? Organic? I don't know. Whatever word you want to use to describe unscripted, that's what it's going to be. So, for today's bonus episode, our first nursing note episode, um, I kind of wanted to give a little bit of background on what it is that I actually do. I know in episode one, I briefly introduced who I was in terms of my background, but it kind of left a lot of questions, I think, up in the air. If you actually think about it. So let me backtrack and kind of formally introduce what I do. Um, So I am an ER nurse. I have um, some experience as well in intensive care unit nursing. Um, I actually started off doing more floor nursing, which is kind of just like the nursing you see on a medical surgical unit, not necessarily um, like an ICU nursing or OR nursing or anything like that. It's, It's kind of like When you have your patients that are admitted to the hospital or to an observation unit, you end up being like a floor nurse or a med surge nurse. Nothing wrong with that, especially out of school. Teaches you amazing time management and critical thinking. So it's a great place to start, and I did do that coming out of school. Um, Then I also worked with public health. Um, I did vaccination clinics, so that might be a reason why I am so adamant about vaccinations, not just the flu, but in general, and that's also probably a reason why anti-vaxxers get under my skin so very easily, but that's another topic for another time. Um, My background also happens to include wilderness medicine. Uh, I was fortunate enough to start learning and practicing that while I was in nursing school, So I have certifications within the Wilderness Medicine Institute. It is an amazing organization um, led by the National Outdoor Leadership Knowles. If you have any Knowles alumni out there, holla at me. Um, And it's just it's a great program. They've actually revamped it a little bit for healthcare providers because so many nurses and physicians and other healthcare providers in the hospital wanted to bring their skills into wilderness and, um, they've actually created more and more specific programs for healthcare providers. And that's been amazing to see the Institute adapt to that. So I do have a background in wilderness medicine. Um, but right now currently what I do is a little thing called ER travel nursing. And so that's what I kind of want to focus in on for a little bit of this first bonus episode. Um, so, what is travel nursing? People always ask, well, what does it mean to be a travel nurse? And so, here is my definition of it um, I'm a temp. I'm like Ryan from The Office. I don't have the little book. I'm not writing down anyone's names yet, but I'm essentially a temp. Um, I don't start fires, though, with hot pockets. I don't think I do. Maybe I do. Maybe I did once. I, that's a whole other thing. But um, what I do is Every three months, I end up having the opportunity to move to a different hospital, um, oftentimes in a different state. So actually, currently right now, I am recording from my newest uh, assignment. I am in southern Texas, and I previously had worked in Arizona. Um, If you follow me on social media, you know that Arizona is actually my home state, so I was essentially home for the holidays. And then now that it's a new year, it's time to go to a new state and have some new adventures. But um, I have worked in Maryland, Arkansas, back to Maryland, Arizona, Oregon, Utah, back to Arizona, and now Texas. So that's all been since 2015. Um, I can spend some time and maybe down the road telling you about how nursing actually happened in my life, because that's a whole different story. Um, just as a little tease, I never wanted to be a nurse. I just ended up being one, and I've been in it for oh, well fairly little bit amount of time. Um, more than five years, less than 10. We'll just say it at that. And with travel nursing, it's been a nice little bridge. Um, what you do is every three months, you kind of go from a different hospital to a different hospital, It doesn't necessarily have to be uh, from another state to another state. There are travel nurses that travel within their state um, and they stay close to home, but they also uh, go to the sort of more rural or maybe even more densely populated areas that need help, uh, the hospitals that need help there. And there's little nuances in travel nursing. So people, if you talk to people and they say, oh, travel nursing well, they make a lot of money. Um, yes and no. <laughs> so, the yes side would be if you budget things and you're really great at doing a budget, um, and I would say if it's just you or you and just another person, not necessarily a family, not necessarily kids or parents or what have you, if it's just you or you and just somebody else and maybe like an animal, like a dog or something, you can bank a lot of money. Sure, that's totally... Um, plausible, but for some people, it's it's not necessarily lucrative to become a travel nurse, and you're more in it because you want to see different parts of the country, or you want to work hard so that you go into overtime. If you go into overtime, that's how you make a lot of money. But a lot of hospitals are very, very meticulous in recording your hours because oftentimes for travel nurses, you are paid. A pretty hefty amount for overtime so once you go over your your set hours and be at 36 or 40 hours plus and you're in overtime you could be paid as much as not just time and a half but maybe even three times as much what you would pay hourly and so if you get paid um, 60 hours like let's say you work a 60 hour week because you would pick up additional shifts and 20 of those hours after your 40 hour mark are like three times what you normally get paid that's how you can make money. But then again, the hospital has to pay you that. So they watch traveler's hours pretty closely. Um, and they'll cap you pretty fast in terms of, they'll pop a cap in you, no, I'm just kidding. Um, they'll they'll watch your, your hours pretty pretty darn closely to see if you are close to overtime, or even if you're on overtime by like a couple hours, they're, they shoo you out of there pretty quick if they can to kind of send you home early so that the hospital doesn't have to pay for that in the long run. Um, now the other ways you can make money from travel nursing is a thing called a travel stipend um so with your company depending on how it's set up you end up with um what they call a travel stipend and a housing stipend and that is tax-free money that you get every week so you get a weekly paycheck um, during your assignment and then you'll get your actual paycheck from your hours and then you get Um, a tax-free stipend for your housing and food and cost of living to where you're at. And that's figured out through your company. Um, And it changes with every state you go to because the cost of living is adjusted as well as um, the housing is adjusted for for that as well. So you'll end up with, you know, a decent amount of money that you get that's tax-free that's essentially like in your back pocket. Um, And That's how a lot of people will say that they make bank is that sometimes they'll travel to certain places and they'll know people in certain places and they'll stay with them and either pay those people maybe a few hundred bucks instead of having to pay a thousand dollars for their own apartment, pay you a hundred bucks just for a room. Um, Well, not a hundred bucks, maybe 200, 300 bucks, depending on where you're at. And um, that's how they make money is that with their stipend, they're getting more so they don't have to pick up or try to pick up hours for their salary uh, for their hourly rate that goes towards when they're working, if that makes sense. Um, so travel nursing in, and of itself is, it's a little bit of a balancing act. Um, you have to factor in housing expenses every time you go to a new place, depending on what your setup is. If you have a camper, if you have a fifth wheel, if you have an RV, if you have your own little setup, like a van life setup, which I am currently working on with my van, um, you can kind of park wherever, you need to park or go and see if you can park at like a KOA or one of the RV parks. Um, and you save money that way. But sometimes you have to rent an apartment, like say you have a dog, but you don't have, you know, a camper or a trailer or anything. So you'll need to rent out an apartment and that's a short term lease. If you're only working for three months and that eats up some of your money. Um, and then also you can look kind of towards other means. Uh, you can go on Craigslist and see if you can rent a room. I actually have done that three or four times, Um, hopefully, uh, in recording this. This is not going to be a last recording before I go missing, but um, you never know. It is Craigslist, and Craigslist had a killer on there for a while, so who knows? Uh, But so far, I've been very fortunate in what I've found. You start to develop sort of some some sense of intuition and instinct upon doing this long enough and keeping yourself alive long enough that uh, if something comes up as a red flag, you Politely declined to uh, be somebody's masseuse and/or babysitter for some guy. So, um, not saying that happened to me, but maybe it happened to a friend. So, you 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 learn sort of the balancing act um, in in that regard. But travel nursing is amazing. Um, I've met so many amazing people. Um, who some of them probably listen to this podcast, so they know who they are, and. You know, we all kind of agree that without travel nursing, we all wouldn't have met each other. Um, There's a lot of similar interests there. And it's really neat to be able to explore um, different parts of the nation and meet new people and constantly just keep challenging yourself to adapt within your profession. Um, I actually had an assignment not too long ago where I was able to do ER, which is my thing. So in travel nursing, I've done ER assignments. Um, and only ER assignments, except in the one assignment where I actually flexed over to an intensive care unit as well. And I helped out with their intensive care patients and their intermediate care patients, which is when you step down just a little bit under ICU. So they're not quite ready to be put on a floor, but they're not as uh, critically sick as they were for the ICU, but they still need monitoring, uh, close monitoring. And so that was a good opportunity for me to again, challenge myself, but to also step outside of ER nursing, because sometimes with ER nursing, if you can't tell with some of the stories that I've shared, um, you, you end up getting a little bit jaded and, um, you end up just within your profession, just as the nature of the beast, you, you suffer from a little bit of, um, some burnout and, uh, Without going too much into my own story and making this like a huge long thing, uh, I did suffer actually some burnout with my profession in 2015 actually, and it ended up with me abruptly and pretty much suddenly quitting my job, selling all my things, and backpacking in Australia. So I didn't want to be a nurse anymore. I had grown so disillusioned with everything that had been going on in the organization I was at. And it was through no fault of their own, per se. Some of it was just, I just was done. My mind, I was just done. I just could not do it anymore. I would show up to work, and within the first minute I was there, I was like, why am I here? And that's one of the signs of burnout, you know? You get to work and you're just like, oh my God, I'm here again. And it goes beyond just like, oh, it's one of those days. It's just, every single day just grates on you and grates on you. And there are more things that are demanded of you because you're moving in through the ranks or you have seniority. And to come in on your days off and to keep doing stuff, to keep educating people over the same things and being put on committees. And then, of course, when it comes to your raise, you have to be on certain committees or you have to do certain tasks or you have to do action plans. And it just really, really drained me Um, I wanted to and I always have wanted to be there at the bedside with people and work with patients and work with doctors and figure out what's best for that person right now going forward today in this moment in this emergency room and when you have to pull somebody more and more away from the bedside and do more and more somewhat administrative and management roles that's not what I signed up for so I got really burnt out really fast and again I decided to backpack in Australia. I actually wasn't a nurse. I worked at a ski resort for a few months, and there is actual snow, actually, in Australia. I could show you pictures. Um, And then I also ended up being a pedicab driver by the Great Barrier Reef for a while. Um, I did everything I could to not be a nurse, and yet I was surrounded by people who needed medical attention at different various points of my backpacking excursion. And I just knew that there was a reason why I was there. And that was to help people out. Um, And when I eventually did come back to the States, it was time for me to kind of be like, do I still want to do nursing? Am I still invested in this? And the answer was yes, but I was going to do it by my rules. And travel nursing kind of gives you a little bit more say in what you do. Um, You can ask for time off. You can say, I absolutely need this and this set amount of time off. And that's what I think has been the best thing for me is that I can ask for a week or two weeks. Um, I just took two weeks off uh, before starting here in Texas. And you can do that with travel nursing. You can build it into your actual contract. And if you don't get the time off, well, then that's a point of kind of, contention in your contract. So, but that doesn't really happen. I mean, you get your time off. And that's the big thing is that I realized is that I need to take a step back and recharge and just kind of readjust my mind. Because what happened to me to cause my burnout was that I was working 12 shifts in a row. I was working 17 shifts in a row. And nobody was stopping me because we were that short-staffed. We were that in need of people in terms of nursing. And when nobody steps in and says, maybe you shouldn't work 12 hour shifts, 17 times all in a row, it really makes you realize, like, does this, do they care about their employees? And they do, but they need your body there. They need a warm body there. So sometimes you were just like, I know that this organization does look out for me, but doesn't seem like they are right now in the moment. And that happens beyond nursing. I know it happens in a lot of different um professions. So when you don't feel valued as an employee, it's hard to keep coming back to work. But with travel nursing, people are so grateful that you're coming in because you are usually coming in because this hospital and this unit has lost nurses for whatever reason, Um, maternity leave, uh, FMLA, bereavements, or people have had to move abruptly for jobs. Um, or they've had people quit. And sometimes you walk into a chaotic situation as a result. You know, if you have five nurses at a facility who have quit the ER within a two month period because of bad management, and you come in as a traveler, you are coming into a bad management system. You're coming into something that's in a really big state of flux. And that's not great, but then in the back of your head you go, it's only 13 weeks, you're only there for three months and your days off are your days off. Nobody's going to necessarily call you in to work an extra shift because it costs a lot of money to get you to work an extra shift. So maybe they'll let you pick up a few hours here and there, but your days off are truly your days off. So that's a beautiful part about travel nursing that I've noticed in my experience. And again, let me back this up. This is all my experience, my own opinions and what I've formulated for me. Um, but for travel nurses you can travel nurse as an or nurse an er icu D, which is labor and delivery um, all different sort of specialties a lot of them carry over to travel nursing there are i believe travel nurse infusion nurses and uh there's travel nurse some 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 of the travel nursing like Uh, opportunities are pretty specific and those people, I guess, only need to work like six months out of the year because they make so much money um, just because of that one contract they do that they don't have to work for the rest of the year, which is pretty awesome. Um, But if you budget anything within this profession, you can take time off. I have taken a month off and been totally fine. Um, But it is kind of this challenge to myself to keep adapting and learning and I learned from other organizations on things I might have been doing um, not necessarily wrong but things I could have been doing in a better way more efficiently I'll learn at one hospital and then I'll carry that to another hospital and then before you know it you're kind of implementing a little bit of a of a progressive progressive change throughout maybe some different hospitals and different places and that's been neat too to kind of leave a system and then you become friends with these people and then you find out a couple of months later that they're still doing something that you helped to kind of implement in a way. So that's neat when you kind of hear that 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 you made that sort of impact on even small things. So that's been pretty um, awesome to hear. But I have been doing travel nursing within ER nursing for over two years now at this point, And it's hard for me to imagine stopping. But. Um, But usually when people stop travel nursing, you don't stop. You just hit pause is what you say. And you're stopping. Oh, I should say pausing. Sorry. You're pausing because um, family, maybe you need to go back and you just need to be near your family or you found a place that you want to stay at for a while. It's a good staff environment. It's a nice place to live Um, or, you know, the big thing being, that if you're a single travel nurse, you meet somebody and you meet somebody that you want to invest time in and, and in relationship with. So um, sometimes you hit pause for a while in your travel nursing exploits, but you don't necessarily leave travel nursing completely. There's a lot of people who end up coming back to it, uh, later on in life or a little later on down the road after they get maybe their degree too. So school, sometimes they have to hit pause cause you do have to stay usually, um, in one place while you're getting advanced degrees like a uh, nurse practitioner and, and, uh, CRNAs. Um, so it's, it's kind of this great, um, breakup, I suppose, in terms of you have people who are single or just starting off in their nursing career in terms of they have experience, but they're, they haven't been doing it decades, but they do have some experience and they're just like starting off and they want to see the nation. Um, and then you have people who've been doing nursing for a long time, empty nesters, they sell their house, they buy an RV, and they end up just sort of semi retiring but not really retiring because they are still working but they're seeing the the nation in their way. So it's great to work with younger nurses, it's great to work with these older nurses and you just come together to do what's best for the patient and what's best for um uh well, always for the patient but best for that family as well um in that moment in whatever area you're in. So that's a little bit of a background kind of all over the place about travel nursing. I told you, if I don't write it down and it's unscripted, <laughs> like it's no holds bar. It's like craziness. So um a little bit of background with travel nursing. Uh if you have any questions about it, you can always tweet me, I guess, uh at people are wild. And you can always email me too at people wait, what is my email address? People are wild pod at gmail.com. That's the email address. Um but that's what I do. I am an ER travel nurse now. I don't really envision that will change. Um this is the first episode, extra episode, the nurse's note, nursing notes. I don't I'll figure it out. I'll figure out an actual name for it. Um and what I'd like to do with these little episodes is like I said kind of supplement maybe things not necessarily that I talked about on the Monday episode that gets released, but Maybe, you know, if more people are asking me stuff over social media, I'll do a little bonus episode. Um, but also, I would like to kind of maybe even do a little bit of um, interviews with some nursing um, specialties that maybe people aren't aware of. So stay tuned for that because there are some amazing nurses that I work with that are, um, I'm in the process of seeing if we can get a little bit of an interview sort of with them so that we could bring a little bit of a spotlight to some of the hard work that they've done uh, within their distinctions in nursing. So that should be fun. And I can't wait to share that with you guys. So thanks for sticking around for this bonus ode. I don't know when the next one will drop. I guess it'll be whenever I see fit. Um, but much like panties on prom night, they will drop. So have a good rest of the week and I will see you next Monday for the next episode of People Are Wild.